coming up on See Here Love. Would you say that you're addicted to your phone, honestly? And then maybe how do you know? How would you even decide if you're addicted to your phone? The, well, what do you so, think? So the iPhone has like the screen time thing. Yeah. Do you guys have that on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad about myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this is like, this is like, oh, I feel so bad about this. One day, like during COVID, I was on my phone for like 14 hours, yeah. which is so long. Yeah. yeah. Hello, my friends. Welcome to After Hours Conversations. These are conversations within the season of See Here Love where we're talking to the next generation that is somewhere in that Gen Z, young millennial group of people. We want to hear from them. We want to see the world through their eyes and understand some big topics and what they're going through in their normal life. So I have a panel with me today. I'm Joanna LaFleur and we have Matt Michaela and Hunter, and we're so glad to have them because this conversation couldn't happen without their voices. So I'm so pumped to have you guys. The conversation that we're focusing on today is digital life. So we're looking at uh, how much the world has changed at least from my perspective. So as an elder, they call me a geriatric millennial, <laughs> meaning I'm an older millennial. That's unfortunately what I'm called now. Uh, I remember the time before all things digital was our whole life. And, and for you guys, you may or may not actually remember that. So the world has changed so much and we want to hear from you and we want you as our audience to really lean into the conversations and see how digital life is affecting every part of who we are and how we're doing as humans. So before we do that, it's only fitting that we have a little game. Every episode, we're starting with a game. And um, all right, here's the first one. This uh, digital life, we're going to talk about some memes. So meme number one, what is the word? It is what day of the week? Wednesday. I don't even get it that It is one. Wednesday, my dudes. It is Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> that's it. It's fine. It's fine. I've never <laughs> seen the frog. Uh, I've never seen the frog. Okay. I hope that's a This fist belongs to A, Arthur, B, Binky Barnes, 3, Caillou, or 4, Bob the Builder. It's Arthur. 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 I don't know why that one was even a meme. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if people went to like, like Halloween as that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, what is Kermit drinking in this meme? Is it lemonade, tea, coffee, or Sunny D? Tea. tea. Lipton tea. Yeah, it's Lipton tea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not I, just tea. Can we say that? Lipton it's Lipton tea. There you go. All right. Extra points for Matt. I hope right? you can say that. Um, this one might get a little harder. This meme's background is usually blue and, is it blue and red, yellow, orange, or green? Red? With a question I, mark. I have no idea what red that is. Ding, 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 it's red. You okay. got it right. It's red. Okay. This meme is normally red. Okay. Who is this? Is he? Uh, what's his name? Good <laughs> luck, Ray. What's your name? Bad luck, Brian. Bad luck, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you got it. I, it was the other answer. It was Star Wars Kids or uh, is this my own cousin? Oh. <laughs> Bad luck, Brian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this meme usually ends. It, it'll have words on it. And the last word is either nobody, forever, beyond, or everywhere. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. I've never seen that one before. I've seen it. No, I've seen it. Oh, my gosh. Nobody, forever, say... beyond, everywhere. Everywhere. 
Dinging oh, everywhere. Okay. okay. I mean, Michaela, I think you're really killing this meme. Yeah, I, I think, am really I into mean, the if we had, if we were giving out, sure. if we were giving out points, I feel like Michaela, you're the winner. Okay. Um, we're gonna play. We're gonna do little uh, emojis here. Um, this is. Can you decode this? These are so hard for me. I'm just being honest. When pigs fly. When, when pigs, pigs fly. fly. Yes. Okay. Dang. Okay. Yes. I was a little off. That's yeah. good. All right. Okay. How about? Okay. I think this one's really hard. What is it? Um, Caves, white ball. Got a square in the middle. I have no idea. Left, square up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that okay, one. this one, I, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten this one either. Back to square one. Oh, Back to square no. one. Come on. No. Okay. No. Okay. Um, okay, this one. Home down mountains in the house. Coming around the mountain. I was about to say that too. Coming actually. around the mountain. I was like, coming around the mountain. Living okay. under a rock. Oh, cool. oh Living okay. under a rock. Emoji? Do people talk like this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, this is for you to help us know today. That's okay, what this episode okay. is all it's about. It's a combination of old okay. phrases and emojis. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. The third <laughs> wow. Um, is it like talk your ear off? Talk your ear oh, off. Okay. There I it is. You help your Matt speak. You. Yeah. There you go. Close. Okay. Yeah. Okay, this one hopefully you get. Oh. Uh, that was, monkey see, that monkey do. Okay, okay yeah. that, that one was an easy one. Yeah. All right, yeah. you guys, you're, you're all kind of equally bad at this game. Okay. <laughs> this one's good. All right. I got this that one. Easy. It's raining cats raining and dogs. Raining cats, cats yeah. and dogs. Okay, and so you're at a disadvantage yeah. if I turn okay. it this way first. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. Michaela's going to hit it. All right. Um, okay, now yeah. that we've heard your expertise on memes and emojis, what we want to do is we want to go to the streets of Toronto where we've asked people on the streets about their own digital life. So let's go there. We are back with our next gen panel. We have Matt, we have Michaela, we have Hunter. And I want you to go around and first say what you describe yourself. Are you a millennial? Are you a Gen Z? What are you? And what was your first phone? We'll start here. I have absolutely no idea. I don't even know the age range or the years for what to classify myself as, so I'm just present. Um, That's the way to put it. And uh, the first phone I had was a, a Firefly. A Firefly. Tell, describe, like, did it have a keypad? It had four buttons on it um, and a speaker. Oh. Uh, it was meant to call, like, your mom, your dad, or 911. It was a kid phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. But it didn't work, so Rogers just gave me a, a real phone to replace it. Um, so <laughs> You had great power at a young age. Precisely. Exactly. <laughs> Michaela, what, how would you describe yourself? What was your first okay. phone? Yeah, okay, well, so I'm a Gen Z, but I think, like, I'm a zillennial. That's what we call it on TikTok. So anyway, again, so zillennial. So it's like a mixture of Gen Z and millennial. Okay. So I was born in 99, so I was, like, at the tail end of yeah. the 90s, right? But I still, I can, like, compare, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I know those times with the millennials, and I'm like, okay, I don't know that. But Gen Z, I'm like, I know that, but I'm like, that's a little too, for me, I'm a little too old for that. I'm just going to stop over here, right? Yeah. But Your um, first phone? First phone. Okay, I think it was an LG, but I remember specifically I had a BlackBerry Bold. It was a hand-me-down from my dad. Okay, and yeah. I don't know the BlackBerry Bold. Did it have, did it have keys yeah, on it? Yeah, it had keypad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. BlackBerry. Great. You oh. could do your emails yes. for and all your childhood DMs. emailing. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I am a Gen Z to, like, 
the core, like I'm the 2002 baby. So yeah, like, Gen I'm Z. Like, I'm like, I'm just Gen Z. Like just, I'm, I'm the Gen Z. No, but we're Gen Canadian. Z. Can you say Gen Z or is that not right? Do we uh, not no, say I, that? I, I, mean, I grew up in the States, so I would say Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z, all right. Gen Z. Gen Z. So and um, what was your first phone? My first phone was an iPhone 4, oh. which is like, Weird, like oh, that was I elevated. Remember, yeah. yeah, I remember my sister was like upset because she had like a Sprint, which is like a, like a <laughs> in the states, and like I got like an iPhone four for my first phone when she got her first iPhone. So. Yeah, but yeah, iPhone. Yeah. So yeah. So for this conversation, obviously, digital life is is life. Like it's just so much a part of who we are. But um, part of that is we are connected to people we've never been connected with before. Um, do you have friends? online or in digital spaces that you've never met in real life? And do you think of them the same as your friends you have in real life? Uh, Michaela. Yes, I actually do. So I think this, um, my, my friend is like from the States and basically we just kind of connected over movies, our love for movies and film. And I consider her an actual friend Maybe not like a best friend, but a friend that, you know, like, hey, how are you doing? And where did you, like, what platform did you meet on? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for and sure. she's a real friend. Yeah, for sure. But you've she's never really met. Cool. Never met. And do cool. do you want to meet? Like, is oh, that a plan? Sure. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be something I got to talk to her about, actually. Yeah. I was like, let's meet up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any friends? So I don't, but, like, for for conversation purposes, like, I know people who do. Yeah. And, like, I they consider them friends. Like, I remember, yeah. like, the first time I ever heard of that was, like, my friend played, like, Minecraft with this guy from California. It was, like... <laughs> right. Yeah. And he talked about how, like, he'd wake up early to play Minecraft with him because of the time difference or something. Right, like, yeah. Okay. But, like, yeah, like, they're considered real friends. And, like, I would never be, like, oh, I don't want any online friends. Like, I'm totally open to it. I just don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> You're too busy with too your busy. your busy camping with and your lakes yeah. and your real... Oh, so your real friends. But that's right. interesting. Do you, do you feel like... Online friends is a different thing. I mean, maybe I don't you don't know. have any. Maybe you don't I don't know. know. I, I think I don't know because like you hear so many stories where it's like, oh, I met this person online, and then we like went on vacation together in like the Bahamas, yeah. and it's like, yeah. oh, of course it's real. Like you went on vacation. You know what I mean? So I think it, at some point it merges into just like a real friendship because you go and see them, and then right. it's not an online friendship anymore. You guys met. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any friends on the internet? I used to play some competitive video games with this group of like 20 to 30 year old gentlemen in somewhere in Texas, I think. <laughs> um, we would play pretty consistently together and very well together. Okay. Um, oh, you got along. But yeah, we got yeah. along very well. Good teamwork. Um, <laughs> but I feel like in my life, I have a good boundary between friendships and acquaintances. So I have a pretty close knit group of friends. Yeah. And what do you think about the difference between yourself, like your online life and your in-person life or your analog life? Do you see your digital life as your real life or is that sort of a different piece of you? Um, I would say from a musician and artist perspective, social media and like digital footprint is very different than personal. Hmm. My personal, I probably wouldn't use social media as much. Um, but because I have to market myself as a personality that I need people to engage with, I have to really put a lot of thought into how I'm presenting myself. And it genuinely is like as disconnected from my own reality as possible while still representing who I am as a person. So it's a really interesting balance to sit in. Yeah, that's interesting. You're saying it's disconnected from you. But it is also, it needs to be some part of you. Mm-hmm. 
And depending yeah. on branding and marketing and how someone wants to market me, it has to sort of tailor to that. So thankfully, the people I work with now want to market me as like my genuine person and who I mm. am in mm. all of its authenticity, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still definitely feel the disconnection from my life and social media. Um, and it's definitely not at the forefront of my mind, even though artists generally, media has to be the center of their focus and how right. they promote themselves. So it's sort of like Matt the product and then Matt the person. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> yeah. Like That's when I talk about music, it's just like, okay, does this song fit with Matt Wells? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, does yeah. it fit with me? Sure, I wrote it. It it belongs to my heart, but does it fit with the artist? Right. And what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a different, is it a different persona online than it, what we see here in person? So I say like, Instagram for sure, um, huh. is it's a piece of me. I don't give all of me on social media, you right. know? I, I don't think everyone deserves that, one. Hmm. And two, I don't think, I don't want people to kind of pry into what I'm doing. Because I'm not going to put, let's say, like even throughout the pandemic, you know, like having like anxious thoughts and stuff like that. I'm not going to put that out there like, oh yeah, this is what I'm going through, guys. Like, no, I don't want that. So I have to kind of curate myself so that mm-hmm. people can, you know, just like, oh, that's a nice picture. You know, like, oh, yeah. and that's it, right? So a lot of curation for that. For sure. Curated yeah. Michaela. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to ask you a little yeah. bit about that later, because that sounds yeah. like, a, this sounds like a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we're going to get to that. We're yeah. going to get yeah. to that. But what yeah. do you think about well, that? Well, so it's interesting, because I'm like, I'm a musician as well. Okay. But like, I don't, like, that's not a part of, like, my Instagram at all. Like, and it's weird, because, like, if you talk to me and, like, got to know me, you'd be like, oh, Hunter, like, loves music, loves playing music, mm-hmm. everything. But, like, I just, I haven't done that like I haven't used it as like a marketing tool because I don't know I, don't, I haven't seen that as something I wanted to do yeah um but it's interesting because there's still this aspect of it right where music is so important to my life but it's like not even like associated with my like social media so it's like mm-hmm. just like you said yeah. it's like a part of me yeah but it's not everything so yeah. um it is very interesting especially when you like meet people and you like see them on social media versus like meeting them in person there's always this disconnect and things that you learn which is kind of fun but also like I don't know it's very interesting yeah. So a lot of this digital stuff is designed to suck us in, designed to keep us scrolling. Um, would you say that you're addicted to your phone, honestly? And then maybe how do you know? How would you even decide if you're addicted to your phone? The, well, what do you so, think? So the iPhone has like the screen time thing. Yeah. Do you guys have that on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad about myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this is like this is like oh I feel so bad over this one day like during COVID I was on my phone for like fourteen hours, yeah. which is so long. Yeah. yeah. But like it hasn't been close to that since, right? Wow. Like, but but yeah, I think there's the, the screen time thing is nice because you can really check yourself and it sends you every week like oh your average time this week and you'd be like hey like next week I want to be down a little bit. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, but like addicted is funny because like I feel like in a sense we all are, but like it's also just like a part of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, I don't feel the need to, like, go on Instagram, like, all the time. But, like, when I'm on Instagram, I'll be, like, scrolling through reels for, like, what, like, 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, I should probably Two do hours. something productive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It turns into that. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily addicted, but I think it's definitely such a normal thing in our culture to, like, use your phone a good amount of the time that it's, like, not, not necessarily addiction, but, like, just so normal, yeah. like, to be on it a good amount of time. So. Yeah. Would you say you're addicted? Um, it's a good question. I I would say um, my frequency of posting 
uh, has to be more regular in order to have engagement because Instagram's algorithm favors you if you post more. So right. it'll show you to more people um, if you're consistent with posting stories and all that. But if I'm not in a mode where I'm thinking I'm releasing something soon, I might post once every three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But are you on, besides posting, do you feel like you're mindless scrolling or you kind of, you feel like you've got a good relationship with your phone? I think I have a good relationship. I'm at least self-aware yeah. of like when I'm going to it in order to disconnect from huh. what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally speaking, I try to watch my screen time and make sure that I'm using it in productive ways, um, whether it be communicating with friends and family um, or like using the Bible app and going through some Bible plans and stuff like that, mm-hmm. trying to make sure that the social media bar isn't like super high yeah. comparative to the productivity bar. Right, <laughs> right. Michaela, you dicted? Oh, I, okay. So personally, I'm, I, I am, I am self-aware as well, right? But sometimes I can tell when I'm getting addicted and I'm like, whoa, I'm scrolling too huh. much. I got to put my phone down right. or I need to take a break. Yeah. Because even just like mindlessly scrolling, I'm just like, I need to focus on the things at hand. Like I have stuff in mm-hmm. front of me and I'm not even focusing on that. Like this isn't real life. It's not yeah. real, right? It's curated. Everybody is curating in one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you become like addicted to that, you have to take breaks and pauses for sure. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I have to do that. All right. Speaking of breaks and pauses, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hey there, I hope that you have been enjoying this episode of After Hours and that this conversation has been exciting, that it's been challenging to you. My name is Calvin and I'm the creative and young adult director at the City Church of Mississauga. And I have a Bible thought for you today. In my Bible, it's titled, Wisdom is Supreme. And it comes out of Proverbs chapter four. We're gonna start at verse five. Now, but before we do that, we have to take a look at who wrote this. Who wrote this? was Solomon. Solomon was a great king, full of wisdom, more wise than any man, it is believed, and it has been said. And he is remembering the words that his father gave him, King David, who we all know, the giant slayer. And he's passed these on to his people, and through the preservation of scripture, it has landed in our laps. And this is how it reads. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs you all that you have, get understanding. What Solomon isn't saying is, go get more books. What he isn't saying is, subscribe to more newsletters and podcasts. What he's not saying is follow this person or follow that person. What he's actually saying is find God and see what God is saying. You see, God is the one who gives us wisdom that goes far beyond our understanding, Scripture says. See, it's, it's God that actually can hold us and navigate us through the here and the there, the ups and the downs. And then when we look at the world and we weigh the different thoughts and opinions and agendas and the here, the there's, the ups and the downs, the lows and the highs, wherever we find ourselves, there's always gonna be a voice and there's always gonna be an opinion, including the one that looks and sounds like us and sounds like 
us. Yes, us. And in navigating technology and social media and opinions and platforms, I think that is so, so, so very essential that we get to know God's voice, what he said back then, what he's saying now, and what difference it makes into the things that we see, that we consume, that we are navigating away from or towards. Friends, get wisdom. It is supreme. And make all the room and make all the effort to declutter your life in a way that God can speak so clearly to who he has called you and he has called you to be in these times, good or bad, locked down or open, here or there, high or low. He loves you, he knows you, and he's calling to you. Seek wisdom. We are back here with the panel of Matt, Michaela, Hunter, who are maybe Gen Z, Zennial, or present. And uh, <laughs> we're talking about our digital life. And so there's this quote that we've probably heard before that's something like, online or on social media, we're judging our behind the scenes, our real life, with somebody else's highlight reel. How much do you think that's true for you? And how do you... How do you kind of fight against that in your own life? We'll start with you. Yeah, for sure. I I believe that quote to be true, for sure. Because sometimes I, like, I'm really into film and I'm trying to become, like, a filmmaker, right? So mm. when I see my other film friends, like, doing everything, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just sitting here doing nothing and I'm just scrolling through. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to, like, take myself away and kind of disconnect from that because... I will fall into that loop and I'm like, oh man, I wish I was better. I wish I, like it, Hmm. it can become like really a bad habit. Like when you continue to do that. So for sure, that quote is absolutely true. Yeah. So maybe uh, tied to that. Yeah. Do you feel better, worse or neutral after like doing some scroll, like being on TikTok for a while or Instagram? I, I think I feel bad. You feel I don't bad. know. There's yeah. like a part of me, I'm like, oh man, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. yeah it's and I'm real. like, okay, like I have to pause because especially TikTok, that's very dangerous. That thing will just have you scrolling. You'll be like, oh, just five minutes, two hours later. Right. And, like, oh, and there's yeah, this thing day. that pops up, do you know? The yes. thing on TikTok that yes. tells you you've been on too long. And that's so embarrassing though. I'm like, oh, it's like oh my God. It's just like, yeah, are you still watching? Yes. Yes, I am. Now I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you think of that idea for yourself? This idea of your behind the scenes, other people's highlight reel that you're seeing online. Yeah. How do you um, protect yourself from that? Or how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think similarly to Michaela, just the idea of seeing other artists and seeing what they're doing. And like, oh, they're in the studio again today. Or just like, it feels like maybe I'm not doing that. But then um, thankfully, some of the artists I follow are really good about like posting on their story, just reminding like their followers, like, hey, this is what I do professionally, but like, don't compare yourself to this. And it reminds me of the quote, maybe from scripture, not going to say for certain because I don't remember. (laughs) Um, But uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, God, Um, C.S. Lewis. Uh, yes, there we go. Yeah. Um, but that always um, is a nice reminder if I am scrolling and I catch myself thinking like, oh, like I wish I was doing more. Um, that always pops into my head. And I'm just like, you know, in the kingdom of God, we all serve our own purposes. And um, our walk with Christ is different than the person next to us. So there's yeah. no way for us to actually compare who we are currently and who we're going to be with who someone else is right mm-hmm. now. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, and I would agree with both of you on that. Like, especially like being like creative, it's like really tough. Like going on Instagram and like seeing someone just like shredding the drums, and you're like, wow, like they're like three years younger than me, and like <laughs> I'm like not even close to where yeah. they're at. Um, but even like in communities too, like like I even I don't know, maybe you can echo this too, but like even in communities of musicians, like it's sometimes like really hard to be like, oh man, they're gigging so much right now. Like I need to start like playing more and like, there's like a weird shame Hustle with culture, it. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. There's like, like a shame like, oh man, I need to get out there more. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I, I think totally there's this, I don't know, this disconnect and like, yeah. and, and definitely like this growing thing, you become addicted. So um, yeah, it's, it's tough, but it's reality, you know? Do you ever feel like you're having a good day? Like your day's good. You're having like good times, good plans. And then you look online and somebody else's are better. And now yours aren't good enough anymore. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? Like you liked your plans, you're going out for dinner, whatever. And then you see online somebody else's, I don't know, on vacation or something. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly yours is not good enough. You know what? I'm gonna say a little bit. I, I'm not too like you know. I don't. I don't really compare like that. But like, I'll say even my friend was on vacation recently, and I'm like, man, I wish I was there. You know, when <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. here at home. You yeah. know, yeah. and yeah. So yeah, for sure, I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about. So we're talking about this highlight reel. Mm -hmm. um, we see the highlight reels, quote unquote, of a lot of Christian leaders, whether that's someone in your own circles or uh, someone you admire who you've never really met, but maybe you follow them because of worship music or preaching or books or how, whatever, some sort of quote unquote Christian celebrity. Um, I wanna talk about if you have expectations uh, for Christian leaders and how they use social media. And maybe you can talk about like when you've seen that break, like, oh, they didn't meet your expectation or like there's something cringy that you saw um, a Christian leader do because they didn't meet how you think a Christian should represent themselves. Do you have Do you have something to say about that? I yeah, I think so. I um, what what I expect from Christian leaders, I I do expect you know kind of that uh, very clean. You know, I don't want to see any like drinking or anything huh. or any smoking or anything like that or any cursing at all. Like I just want it to be like you know word of God really and just bringing people in because if I I'm not gonna lie, like if I see like a Christian leader doing that, I'm like is it okay to do that? Right. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that's not really what scripture says. I shouldn't be doing that. Why am I having this person, you know, in like kind of like involved in my life in a way, right? Because they're on your phone, right? So, but uh, yeah, for sure. It's just like, it's a hard line, you know, yeah. for them, for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you think, Precious. Matt? I, I definitely agree, even if it's a subconscious thing. Yeah. Um, I think that generally when I am looking at uh, Christian pages, there are some things that, I'll see that I'm just like, hmm, maybe that's not something that I was expecting or that like filled me with life. And I was following this page in hopes of it filling me with life. Huh. Um, so I think there is that subconscious expectation. Um, mm -hmm. And also scripturally, we're, we're told that church leaders are held to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, there's a lot of theological depth to that that you can go into. But I think that, um, yeah, Michaela's completely right that when we see social media interactions of pastors and, and preachers, um, we do expect uh, a certain spiritual authority and spiritual purity for the sake of mm. sake of terms um, that sometimes we're, we're let down by. But yeah. 
I would say in my experience, I've been pretty pretty happy and content with the things <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. seen by <laughs> pastors around me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I think something I'm always brought to like with this conversation is like, which is like it's kind of like what it's taught me is like try to live your life like a ministry that can't be discredited for any mm. reason. Mm. And like especially like when it comes to like our online platforms, it's like mm -hmm. is someone is like, I don't know, let's say like one of us youth pastor, like you're a small group leader. Is someone gonna like some like we said our permanent we have permanency on the internet, right? Like is something gonna happen in the future where one of my like like I'm mentoring someone and they're gonna like look at my like past online stuff and they'll be like, whoa, like right. that, that's not the person I know. Um and so, it, right, it kind of goes as a disconnection of, like, who we are as a person mm -hmm. and how we're representing ourselves, like, as people, but also how we're representing God. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, like, something that, like, you really have to be mindful of, especially when you're encountering it, um, making sure that you, like, understand what's going on and, like, and, and can see it from afar. Have you ever unfollowed somebody? Have and why, have, why do you think it would be, like, a reason, or if you look back at why you unfollow people, what was the thing behind it? Well, I, yeah, saying like like Matt said, like like I thought I was gonna get some like some depth out of this, huh. and then something just put a damper on my day, and I was like, <laughs> that kind of sucked. Like, yeah. I'm kind of sad that like I don't know that person's not who I thought they were. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they're not yeah. who you thought they were. Yeah. Michaela, for sure, agree with that too. Like I, I have one in mind, especially, but it's the, me. No. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, so there was this Christian leader, and I was like, "Oh man, this person's so cool!" Yeah. Hanging out with celebrities, mm. talking about the Word of God. I'm like, "Yeah, you're bringing people closer." Then all of a sudden, you have one post saying, "Like, oh, yep, I did this, did that, wow. and now mm. I'm leaving the church." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Oh, okay, so you are not who I thought you were." Cool. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'd follow for sure. Yeah. So it's hard. I think one of the big questions of this digital life that we're all grappling with, and we probably don't think about it enough, is what kind of a footprint or a legacy, an impact we're having on other people? Because even if we're not ever some quote unquote celebrity, whatever that means, mm -hmm. um, our, our world online influences other people. So have you ever thought about this? I'd love to hear your, your ideas on if your grandkids, like a hundred years from now, 50 years from now, whatever it is, uh, they're looking you up online because they, the people who know smart things about the internet tell us that it's never going away. Stuff you post online will never go away. So if, if your great grandkids find this stuff, uh, what do you want your legacy to be, your digital legacy? I think as Christians, uh, at least hopefully, our, our goals would be the same that our grandkids would be able to see our lives and our online lives and uh, be able to say that like we were followers of Christ and that we mm. honored him by the way that we presented ourselves similarly living our lives to be blameless mm -hmm. um, that we can honor the kingdom and honor the people around us and serve them through our character um, so hopefully that's what our grandkids see yeah. you know <laughs> you never know Matt said it all. I like 100% agree. Yeah, having that, um, like, you know, if my grandkids were to see it, they're like, oh, wow, okay, grandma was cool. Like, <laughs> she really, she really just, like, loved God and huh. just, like, loved doing what she did, but even just showed the love of God through mm -hmm. what she was doing. And that, you know what, it's cool to be a Christian. It is cool. cool. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right on. I think you guys both said it all. Like, you want them to look at you. Well, I, I listened to Matt yesterday and I was talking about how, like, the battles you fight will be like what you're remembered for. 
So in the same sense, like I don't think that's actually going to happen. I think we're going to be remembered for social media, like just like what you said. Um, but like hoping that it that brings positivity to them, mm-hmm. that like we're building them up um, generations from now rather than like, oh, th- this is who my great grandfather was. Wow, they're kind of interesting. Like, um, <laughs> wah, wah. Exactly. But it's also interesting too to think about how much time they'll be like, right? Like we, let's say Instagram's 10 years old and we've been using it for five. Like I don't know how long Instagram's going to be around, but there's going to be like, what, 60 more years of social media that will be on for our kids to, like, look at. So that's kind of scary. And, like, yeah. you got you to gotta guard that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. This was an important conversation, a conversation about what's going on in our digital life and how that affects us, but also how that affects other people. So we want to go to Melinda Esbrook. She's the host of See Her Love. And we want to get her perspective on this because she's been listening in to this whole conversation. And we want to see what stood out to her from this conversation with the next generation. So let's hear from Melinda now. Joe, how are you doing? Well, I <laughs> love this conversation. I know you do. Um, it's Hence, my world. Word made digital. That's and it. Digi- of course you brought That's this it. topic up. Yes. And it didn't surprise me when you're like, Mel, this is a topic we want. It's huge. It's our whole life. And I learned a lot. I, you know what was fascinating? I was, I was so glad that you asked about online friendships because, I'll be honest, <laughs> I actually didn't, until I heard this conversation, think that you could actually have a relationship and friendship online without meeting the person. Like a real one. Yeah. Because, you know, my son's 17, and one of his best friends in, is in Lithuania huh. based on his video gaming. But he says legitimately that's his best friend. And wow. not as a great bonus mom, I think I laughed and said there's no way he can be your best friend. Yeah. So I was, like, excited to hear this because listening to Michaela and Hunter and Matt, I was like, oh, you can. It's a different kind of like relationships, a different yeah. kind of connection, and especially because they live in the digital world, it totally makes sense. Yeah. And my, you know, Nathan's probably like, finally, Melinda, you get me. Cause I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get that you could do that. Well, and this other thing that I thought was really interesting that I think we should talk about, because it's you, yeah. is this Christian leader yes. online and what they're looking for from you. Yeah. I had that start. And I thought that was fascinating because they all said, I mean, you know, Michaela was really like no cursing, no smoking, no drinking. Yeah. And, you know, Hunter and Matt were like a higher standard, um, living so you can't be discredited. That was big. And I think that really gave me a moment of pause where I was like, Mm. okay, I'm checking. I literally checked my Instagram and Facebook to see what was I, what I was putting out there. And then it said, there is a responsibility for me in my, you know, role of media and influence and leadership. What am I putting out there? What am I, how am I representing myself? And if a young person was looking at my life, would they think it's great? Would they think I'm bragging? Would they, they think, "Mm, that's a little iffy. And so it just was a good check for me that it's like young people are watching and they're watching on social, and how am I being responsible with it? And on the other side, I thought, because they're watching, what kind of information and content am I putting out? Mm. Is it hopeful? Is it encouraging? Is it motivational? Is it honest? Because it sounds like with this conversation, too, they're like, we want people who are honest and real, you know, sharing their lives. Yeah. Mel, I love what you're learning and what we're both listening to as I'm learning alongside you. It's just a great conversation. Thank you, Joe. Keep it up. And, you know, I think this is a real call out for Gen Xers and boomers to really pray for this generation as they navigate, you know, the difficulties of social media and digital 
all these sort of extra pressures they have, but just praying for them for discernment, thoughtfulness, safety. As they lead us as they lead in us, digital. Exactly, in digital, those things. So yeah. I know that we can learn from them, they can learn from us. That's so it. thanks for a great conversation. Thanks so much for watching this After Hours conversation with this amazing panel, Hunter and Matt and Michaela, as we talk about digital life. It's this huge world, and I think you brought some real insight and wisdom to the conversation. I love how introspective you are, how you have really thought about yourselves on the internet and how that affects you and how that affects other people. So thanks so much for watching this After Hours conversation. There are more episodes for you to check out, so check them out wherever you watch things online, YouTube, Instagram, all the places, and we'll see you on the next episode. See Here Love thanks our partners who make this show possible. Thank you for your ongoing support of Crossroads, a supporter-funded nonprofit organization and member of the Canadian Centre for Christian Charities. Thanks to faithful people like you, we are able to continue producing See Here Love. You can write to Crossroads, P.O. Box 5100, Burlington, Ontario, L7R, 4M2, or visit crossroads.ca to learn more about our programs.